Hi everybody, this is Katie Wilson here and we are, as an English department, coming together to celebrate Kathy Piccolo as she retires in the middle of a global pandemic. We are so sad that we can't be eating Costco cake and maybe even some of Kathy's own pound cake sitting around the table in room 248 laughing with one another and reminiscing about Kathy's prolific career. But instead, we're coming together virtually to create a podcast where we remember Kathy, we celebrate Kathy, we encourage Kathy, and we send her on her way to a beautiful retirement with hours of listening that she can have to remind her of her time in room 248 with the English department of Conestoga High School. Take a listen, stick around, who knows what's coming. All right, Kathy, here we are. This is Katie Wilson again. I am here with Dory Madigan, Bridget McGuinn, and Lara Viviano, and we are here to talk about the first time that we met you. Um, and, and just to introduce this topic, I'm thinking about before I even met you, when during the summertime, Lara and I went into the school because she was my mentor, and uh, I was only supposed to be there part-time, but Laura still walked me through the hallway and gave me a little intro to people. And it's a s- actually sweet, sacred memory between me and Laura, just thinking about how she gave me some tips and insight about all these people I was going to work with. And one of the things that always stuck with me was just how accurately Laura could depict you. And she said to me, that I'm going to need Kathy. You're going to need Kathy. She's going to be the mom to you. She's going to take care of you. She's going to give you Tylenol when you need it. And that was before I even met you, Kathy. I knew those things. And so I think the people who are here today are really eager to tell you a little bit about what they remember about the first time that they met you. So let's get started. Hey, Kathy, it's Bridget. Um, I think that I have the honor of saying that I've known you the longest of everyone at Conestoga. And it's funny that um, Katie would say that uh, Lara took you on a tour and sort of said, here's someone you need to meet because that is exactly my memory. Um, And I think the year was 1995 of my first day at Furnace High School. went into the main office and um, was introduced and uh, Bill Tomasco came out um, as the uh, department head and said, "Um, I'm going to take you on a tour and I think the person you need to meet is Kathy Piccolo. And I remember following him in kind of uh, a daze and uh, we threaded our way all the way up to what I think was the second or third floor back to the very corner where your room was and he introduced me to you and um and then sort of left us and uh i remember you taking me back into your own private book room where you were hoarding uh uh texts that um you had uh sort of ordered for yourself. I remember you showing them to me and they were all organized um, and uh, very beautifully arranged. Um, and and then my other memory is that you took me over to your room where you had, because remember Newsweek um, was still in business then. Uh, and so you weren't using time yet. You were a Newsweek um, sort of uh, user. And you took me back and you were like, 
you know, I've got some advice for you. Do Newsweek once a week. That's what I do. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, so, you know, whenever I hear you sort of um, talk about, you know, robbing the taxpayers and uh, Criterion <laughs> one day a week and time another, it always sort of takes me back to that moment where you were giving me early advice about get a routine, stick with it, make Newsweek one of your, uh, you know, pillars of uh of teaching um and so anyway so that that really was my very first memory and um you know it it really uh in a day of complete and utter uh sort of confusion and um what's very murky that really is probably the clearest memory I have of you know my very first day um at Furnace High School so um anyway I yeah, so that's that's my early memory. So, um, <laughs> all right. So I'm happy to tell you mine. Um, so I was doing my student teaching at Valley Forge Middle School, and um, I, Mary Lou Foltz had said, "I'd like you to go up and observe up at the high school, um, so you can get a feel for you know what that level's like." And I said, okay, great. So I emailed Trevor and Trevor's, you know, I'm sure sending out an email to the whole department saying, all right, suckers, who wants to take this? And he put together a schedule and um, Kathy's Euro X was in the schedule and it was either first or second period. It was first thing in the morning. And I went in and I sat in the back of the room and first of all, I knew like, oh, geez, no teacher's going to want me and, you know, in their classroom. This is horrible that, you know, I'm doing this. But Mary Lou had kind of suggested it. So I'm like, dang it, I'm doing it. So um, Kathy very graciously allowed me into her classroom and I sat in the back and I watched this group, this Euro X group. <laughs> Holy cow. And Kathy worked her magic. I don't remember for the life of me, I've I've been trying to remember what play it was that you were reading. And I don't remember the play, but you started by having the kids get out of their seats and do a stretching exercise and then a vocal (laughs) exercise. And, and I'm like, wow, I kind of feel like, you know, I'm in some sort of acting school here. Like this is a real, wow, what's, what's going on? And then you got into reading the play. And I'm not quite sure how many pages these kids actually got through because one kid had his head on the desk and the other kid was, you know, twiddling his pencil. And, you know, you, but you held it together as of course you would. And then the next period I went into um, Judith's Euro honors class. And I was like, hmm. So Kathy Bacallo's day looks like that. And Judith's day looks like that. Wow. There's got to be somewhere in the middle for me. There's got to be somewhere in the middle. But I was obviously so thankful that you allowed me to see that. Um, and, I, you know, I, I just thank you for all of your help throughout the years. That was just the beginning. I know. All right. I guess it's me, huh? Um, Hey, Kath, Dory here. So, I mean, we all know I was 
bounced around from school to school in the district and department to department. And I had just gotten a call from Trevor Drake saying, um, yes, it is confirmed. You are actually coming to Conestoga for real this time. And you are teaching a brand new course called comparative literature. And you actually have to meet with all of the teachers teaching this course. Bridget, you'll remember, remember this yeah. over the summer. Yep. And I was hugely pregnant with my second, Rachel. And I remember coming into Conestoga and seeing everyone, you know, cleaning the floors and setting up classrooms for the next school year and just being very intimidated and feeling, you know, a little anxious and shy and who are these people I'm going to be working with and you know, how could they throw me into a brand new course? <laughs> like what is happening? And, you know, I was very aware of being on time and punctual. And I go up to the library where we're supposed to meet and nobody's there, but Kathy. And I'm like, who is this woman? Is she a librarian? Is she an English teacher? Do I talk to her? What do I do? Do I just like wander around for a little bit? I'm supposed to be meeting with several people, but I only see this one woman. And sure enough, um, I went up and I introduced myself and yes, you confirmed that you were there for the comparative literature meeting. And this was early on in your journey with cancer. And it was this awkward, like we've never met before. And now we're teaching this new course. And here we are talking about pregnancy and cancer. And you were so kind to me. And before I knew it, we were having these deep like, <laughs> conversations about life and motherhood and, you know, just all the things that you were facing in your treatment. And I just remember as Bridget and Karen and Megan started showing up, I was just like, whoa, like, I mean, what is this English department about? Like, are these the kinds of friendships these people have? And um, that really struck me just that you were so willing to share your story and be real and make me feel comfortable and at ease. And then I found out I would be teaching in your classroom. And I remember, <laughs> similar to Laura, walking into your classroom and I was like, this place is immaculate. It was just so organized and tidy and neat. And I'm like, oh, this, she and I are going to get along famously. Until the first week of school, you gently reminded me that um, children should not be eating and leaving crumbs on the floor. And I was horrified. And I was like, oh, no, Kathy, I had so much respect for you. And I was like, so upset that my kids left trash or crumbs behind and of course the next day I read them the right mom act, was disappointed but, in um, you Dory mom was disappointed she was. I, did, <laughs> I did not clean up properly after my little ones um, but yeah I will never forget just that first encounter and just being struck by just your manner and your openness and then teaching in your room and just loving that I had kind of you as a guide and a mentor those first crazy months at Conestoga I'll always remember that 
Kathy, so you know that obviously if you've listened to all of these, I've been on all of these calls. And I guess like what's really funny is Bridget suggested suggested this topic and so many people wanted to do it. So we have multiple um, podcasts coming out for that. But um, every week I've kind of thought to myself, okay, how am I preparing myself for talking about this? Because I've talked about ridiculous amounts of things, um, textiles and baking and the Phillies and Mike and Ben trying to make you cry and just so many things. But I was like immediately thinking, what is my first memory of Kathy? And I remember so much that conversation with Laura before I ever met you. And I don't remember my first memory of you other than that. They, when I thought about it, And the reason I don't think I remember is because they're just all so consistent (laughs) that it just felt like the, I probably knew you right away. All of it, it all came all at once for me. And I think that's kind of like what Dory was saying. It's like the first time you meet Kathy, you get it all. Like I Mm -hmm. know who you were. And so I can't even remember that moment because it just fit the the idea that I knew was coming and then it was affirmed in the best ways and I thought of something a story I wanted to share and I think if anybody has something like that we could always have room for that too but one thing that I just will never forget and I think that I've used it in my mind as a litmus test for how our department is doing um, in terms of caring for each other and loving each other well um, is that you've always told me that when you were in Philadelphia, if your tag was sticking out, somebody would tuck it in. And I have doubted at times that people might not tuck my tuck my tag in or they might not feel like that we're intimate enough to do that. And that seems so simple, but um, I've never had to doubt that about you. And I think I never had to doubt that about you from even the seconds before we met. <laughs> and that's really cool. Like there was never a moment that I would have been able to, even before I actually knew you, to know that if my tag was sticking out, you were going to stick it back in. And I just, I think that that's what I had to come away with. I can't remember that moment, but I'll never forget that. And I think to ask myself, am I the type of person who, cares for other people in the small ways that tell them that we are close and intimate and looking out for each other. Um, That's a way that I'm going to just never forget who you are from the beginning for me. And I'll tell you, I mean, going from, you know, not knowing Kathy at all just a few years ago Mm -hmm. to, I mean, Laura, at the end of lunch every day this year, we'd be huddled in the corner and I'm like, crying my eyes out to both of you about menopause I mean (laughs) it didn't it didn't take long for you know that intimacy to build and you know Kathy was always there to reassure me I wasn't gonna die from it you know you're you're gonna be okay you'll survive yeah it's not gonna be pretty Dory but you'll make it through (laughs) it's not as pretty and it's not gonna be painless but you'll make it through <laughs> yeah, I guess I I don't really, you know, not having done any of these before Kathy, I don't know, you know, what other people brought up, but I guess I'd say that uh you know, I feel like knowing you um really for for the last 25 years makes me I don't know going forward, I feel like uh you know, we 
lots of things get lost every time someone leaves mm -hmm. our department, but I feel like the loss that we're going to experience without you is really a profound one because it, it feels to me like mm -hmm. you are so uh, willing to share your wisdom, but I also feel like on top of that, there are a lot of things you do that are just um, kind of inspirational that have nothing to do with um, you sort of telling anyone anything, but sort of the way you just um, live. And I so, agree. you know, <laughs> I so agree. many things yeah. that I feel like from your uh, generosity in taking a family, a refugee family mm -hmm. to live with you for you know, months and not just sort of wishing them well at the end of it, but actually really mm -hmm. adopting their children as your grandchildren and continuing, you know, to, to give them sort of a piece of you um, to, mm -hmm. you know, I know that you're still going and volunteering your time, uh, mentoring children in the city. I mean, just, you know, mm -hmm. things like that to me, you know, a lot of people talk about doing things or, you know, uh, talk about change, but you're someone that I feel like actually lives that yeah. um, with the things that you do in your life. And, you know, and the other thing I want to add, because I'm afraid I'll forget to say this, but I always, I feel personally like what you've been inspirational for me about is actually being an adult because I yeah. <laughs> oftentimes like feel like, I don't always know what it means to be an adult, even though I'm going to be turning 50 in, you know, another year and, and a month. And sometimes <laughs> I feel like, you know, I struggle with what the adult thing to do is. And every time I've walked with you in a hallway or been anywhere with you, I look at you and realize that you have no questions about what it means to be an adult. And I really honestly think that our department is going to be the worse um, for not having your mm -hmm. presence that reminds all of us mm -hmm. what being an adult is about because it's not always fun or easy to make those choices. And I think mm -hmm. you always do it without hesitation. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. and I just, you know, I, I hope that, you know, I can sort of like grow into those shoes, uh, you know, maybe before mm -hmm. I hit 50, but <laughs> at any rate, I, I just admire that so much about, I mean, so many things I admire about you, Kathy, but um, I don't know. I, Bridget, just, I, think I don't know if anybody talked about those things before, but I really wanted to throw them out there, even though they have nothing to do with the first time I met you, but they're a piece of, you know, every single exchange I have with you throughout you know, all the years that we've spent together. Bridget, I love the way you phrased mm -hmm. that. And I, I, I love that the idea of Kathy as being the adult, like always being the adult. And I even, I shifted a little bit. Kathy always does the right thing. She always does yeah. the right thing, which yeah. is why so many of yeah. us go to Kathy for advice because we yeah. know that she's going to tell us what the right thing is. And sometimes deep down, yep. we might know what that is, but we're just not comfortable with it. And we need Kathy to reassure us. But then there are other times where you re I really don't know what the right thing is. And Kathy as the adult, Kathy is the one who has that 
really strong moral compass and and mature and accurate assessment of a situation, she's able to step back and kind of say to me, this is really what should be done. This is, you know, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. Or So I love that, that the way you phrase that, Bridget. And I just add to that, that I also feel part of being an adult means doing the right thing. And I believe Kathy does that yeah. all the time. Yes. I think, I think also something, you know, Bridget, that you bring up is, you know, how we don't know what everybody's been saying. And there's been a little bit of what you what you just said in throughout this, but it was really important, I think, to say that. And one of the things that I think it's nice that you brought it up is because there's something else that I don't think has necessarily been talked about enough um, about Kathy throughout, you know, the really hours at this point that I've been able to talk about her. And it's that you know, everyone is so thankful for Kathy as a colleague and a friend and an example to us. And I think that that's great because it is a reminder that the kids leave and all of us are doing life together for a very long time. And so that's, that's a testament to her understanding of the value of our, all of our friendships. But I think that her being willing to be an adult and being willing to, you know, take the weight of what it means to be the grown up in the room has just played out in such powerful ways in kids' yeah. lives in ways that, like, obviously we don't know all of those things, but I think sometimes we get that glimpse, whether we're in her classroom or we've had a kid who, you know, finished their time at Conestoga with Kathy and they come back and they're like, how about her? <laughs> we all get that, you know, how about Mrs. Piccolo? She's so great. And I think that a lot of the times that's because the beginning of the year, they're a little scared of that authority that she's willing to bring to say, no, I actually know what so, is good for you. Mm -hmm. And I want to do those things. And by the end of the year, like many of us, they look and they say, wow, she really knew what was best for me and was willing to help me get there, which is just something that I think we can't talk enough about. And it sometimes gets missed just because we're so thankful for her friendship. And yeah. Collegiality. Well, yeah. I actually have a funny quote from a kid that she taught in his 11th grade year. And then I taught him in his 12th grade year. And I think his name uh -huh. was Matt Farley. And yes, uh, it was. he was like, <laughs> Mrs. Piccolo hates you in the hallways, but loves you in the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> like that that feels to me like uh it kind of sums up kids experiences you know what with, and you know and they require an adult <laughs> in the hallways that sort of you know yeah reminds them of what being a human being looks like in you know in a crowded mm -hmm. circumstance but in a classroom they're free to actually you know have kathy sort of love them as, you know, the people they are. So to reinforce yeah. that, mm -hmm. I was getting my hair done. I, I think I told Kathy this. I know I did. I told her this, but she can hear it again. And it's worth it for everyone to hear it. So several years ago, I was getting <laughs> my hair done at Prestige. And there was a girl who was the hair washer. And I know Kathy's going to remember this girl. Maybe you do too, Bridget. Masha. Do you remember Masha? Oh, yeah. Remember uh -huh. Masha. Yep. Tough as nails. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, what came from Russia, still had the accent, and that girl was tough. And she was washing my hair, and she said, do I recognize you? And I said, well, I work at Conestoga. 
And to be honest with you, I was a little scared of her. Like, I didn't know whether I wanted to admit, yeah, I'm <laughs> because this girl had her hands on my head. So, <laughs> so she's washing my hair and I mentioned that I'm an English teacher and she says, do you know Mrs. Bacallo? And I said, of course I do. Yeah, I'm good friends with her. And she said, I want you to know that that woman changed my life. She pulled, yeah, she Aww. pulled me out in the hallway and she told me that I'm worth something, that I'm a good person, that I have a lot to offer, that I, you know, I will be fine in life. I, and, and she was really, really passionate about making sure that I told mm. Kathy that. So I did, of course, Aww. but that I think speaks oh. to how Kathy is with her students. They love her. They adore her. Yeah. They know that she's going to go to bat for them as long as they keep their head up in her classroom and they give, you know, some sort of <laughs> feedback in some way. She's going to go to bat for them. So, mm -hmm. well, I think just one more thing on that that's really interesting to me is that, you know, I'm also putting together this flip grid into like a video for Kathy. And we just really wanted to give people different opportunities to talk to her however they want. So everyone doesn't have to do everything, but, you know, give, give her a bunch of things. And it was not surprising or shouldn't have been surprising to me that outside of the English department, the most, you know, populated group of people who submitted were special ed and guidance. Aww. And they spoke with just such like clear knowledge of who Kathy is about that sheer fact Laura that if someone comes to my class and they contribute I will you know what people tell us to be flexible and that really means something right but <laughs> that we don't need to talk about right now <laughs> Kathy understood that flexibility was just there she might be upset that it had to happen but she kind of just actually did that it wasn't about you know faking things or anything it was just like I just have to take what this kid's gonna give me because that's what I have to take like, yeah. what else am I gonna do yeah you know and that's she did somehow she didn't it didn't mean that she lost her you know integrity it just meant that she was doing taking what she got and rolling with it and really a lot of the special ed teachers and the guidance counselors were explaining that not many people can walk through that holding on to their integrity and Kathy. And I just want to add, because I actually watched Kathy in Philadelphia um, direct a production of Romeo and Juliet mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, kids that most people would not oh. have um, ever given the opportunity to actually, um, you know, really mm -hmm. um, act in Romeo and Juliet. And um, mm -hmm. I think it was that, that exact same thing. Like, I don't think from my position watching on the outside that Kathy expected that they were going to, you know, do a Kenneth Branagh production, but she also <laughs> the opportunity to actually, um, you know, do this. And really, I think, um, you know, it turned out incredibly well, given very, you know, difficult mm -hmm. circumstances in lots of ways that, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that stands out to me too, that Kathy never gives mm -hmm. kids something that um, they can't yep. rise to the challenge to actually meet it mm -hmm. by, you know, sort of not ever dumbing anything down for them as well, but just mm -hmm. being willing to mm -hmm. 
take what they're able to actually achieve um, mm-hmm. with like uh, with an open arms, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me to sum it up and the way I feel is, you know, when I think of Kathy, I just feel lucky to know her, you know, she's that kind of person mm-hmm. that, you know, you're just grateful for her friendship and, you know, to be able to call someone like Kathy your friend, it just feels good. I mean, she's just that kind because of person. Because she always has our back. Always yep. has our back. Tells us with honesty what we should be doing <laughs> or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And yes. Yeah. And, and helped me, I think, understand that it's always going to be good to have my colleagues yes. back too. Whenever a student told me they had Kathy or, oh, I have this teacher, I don't know her. I felt like with such confidence, I could say, I know exactly what you're going to get. And I know exactly how it's going to yeah. go. And it's going to be great. And I just love that she, she really taught me that. And why not say yeah. that to everybody about everyone? Um, but, but really, it was just really exciting to me that Kathy was one of the first people that I could really confidently tell a kid that who I knew was going to struggle that you're going to end this year. So happy to have had Kathy. And I love that. I love that. I was able to learn that because of her career. So thank, thank you, Kathy, Kathy for that. Thank Laura, you. Or Bridget, if you have anything thank you else. very much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thanks Kathy. We'll talk to you. Talk to you thank soon. You. Enjoy Bye. it. Bye. Yeah. Bye, Kathy.